Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first order. To keep up with the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, you can subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts. Each new episode will be automatically uploaded to your feed for you to download, listen, enjoy. If you can also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins. You can email the podcast at LockedOnBostonBruins at gmail.com. And you can also find me on Twitter at Ian C. McLaren. On today's podcast, we have some actual hockey news to cover. And the NHL announced its return to play plan for 2019-20. And we'll go through that and what it means for the Boston Bruins. And also maybe answer a couple mailbag questions as well. Before we dig into the plan, I want to reiterate that it is just a plan at this point. The league's board of governors and the NHL Players Association has agreed on a format for a return to play if everything else falls into place and it is agreed upon that they can indeed resume play. So there's still a lot to be sorted out before players get back on the ice and the puck is dropped on this uh whatever you want to call it, playoff, half season, whatever. Um, But it is just a plan at this point, and it's still a long way to go before it actually becomes a reality. But here is the basic gist of what the NHL announced on Tuesday, May 26th, about their return to play plan. So first of all, the 2019-20 Regular season has been declared uh, over through games uh, dating back to March 11th. So that's 189 games that were left on the table. Schedule from March 12th to April 4th will not be played. 24 teams will resume play. The top 12 in each conference on the basis of point percentage at the pause. Uh, Since the league's pause on March 12th, the league has been in phase one of their COVID-19 protocol with teams having been instructed to self-isolate as much as possible. Phase two is uh, scheduled to begin in early June, and that means uh, teams will be permitted to return to home facilities for small group voluntary on and off ice training. Phase three, which is not to begin earlier than the first half of July, will include formal training camps, Uh, after guidance from medical and civil authorities. And then phase four, timing to be determined. 24 teams will gather in two hub cities to compete in seeding round robins, a qualifying round, and conference-based Stanley Cup playoffs. The two hub cities will be selected from among the following candidates, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Edmonton, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Pittsburgh, Toronto, and Vancouver. If I was a betting man, I put my money on Columbus and Vegas at the moment. I don't think 
Canadian cities will be in the running based on the fact that uh, there is this uh, mandatory 14-day quarantine period for anyone coming into the country from outside, uh, yeah, outside the border. So each conference will be assigned a hub city with secure hotels, arena, practice facilities, and in-market transportation. Teams will be limited to 50 personnel in the hub city, with only a small number of support staff permitted to enter the event arenas. Timing and sites will be determined at a future date and will depend on COVID-19 conditions, testing ability, and government regulations. When it comes to testing, it looks as though the NHL is planning to test players daily. That would be, I think, an estimate of twenty-five to 30,000 tests, which will cost millions of dollars. And I believe uh, NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly said that if a player uh, is tested positive for COVID-19, it doesn't automatically mean that everything will be shut down, which was interesting and somewhat troubling uh, announcement there. Now, when it comes to the competitive format, again, each conference teams will be seeded by point percentage. The top four teams will play a round robin, uh, which will determine seeding one through four. These games, each team will play each other once. Regular season overtime rules will be in effect, meaning the Bruins may have their season decided by a shootout or their seeding at the very least. They could lose the top seed based on shootout decision, which we all know they've been terrible in, although Andre Kasha could help in that respect. Uh, but their President's Trophy season, 100 points, uh, may not amount to the top seed in the Eastern Conference, which would be uh, disappointing to say the least. Well, we'll get to that again in a moment. The qualifying round, the eight remaining teams will play a best of five series to advance to the first round. Playoff overtime rules will be in effect, although it's not been determined yet whether the stats accumulated in those uh, playing games and any, even in the round robin games will count as regular season or playoff stats, kind of where will those stats live. Now, the NHL still has some work to do in the first and second round. They format uh, seeding, whether the teams will be reseeded after the play-in or if it'll be a pure bracket. Uh, that has yet to be determined, and also series lengths have yet to be determined. It's possible that the first and second round would be a best of five. The Conference Finals and the Stanley Cup Final will be a best of seven series. Now, the teams that qualify are the Boston Bruins, Tampa Bay Lightning, Washington Capitals, Philadelphia Flyers. Those are the top four teams that will be playing for seeding in the first round. And then we'll have Pittsburgh versus Montreal, Carolina versus New York Rangers, New York Islanders versus Florida Panthers, and then the Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Columbus Blue Jackets. Again, it's yet to be determined whether those teams uh, will be reseeded after that play in round or whether it'll be a pure bracket, which would give the opportunity for, say, the Montreal Canadiens. If they win, they would play the four seed um, and the first seed could play uh, you know a team like uh, Toronto or Columbus meaning the four seed would have a better matchup on paper than the number one seed which doesn't really make sense so hopefully reseeding is something that comes into play uh, out west we have St. Louis Colorado Vegas and Dallas will be the top four seeds and then the best of five qualifying round will be Edmonton versus Chicago, Nashville versus Arizona, 
Vancouver versus Minnesota, and Calgary versus Winnipeg. Um, now, in terms of the NHL draft lottery, very confusing, and I don't even want to get into it on this podcast, seeing as the Bruins will not be affected in it. a lot of ways by that, since they will not be eligible for the draft lottery, and they don't have a first-round pick. So um, their playoff, or sorry, their draft status will be determined by the playoffs, and ideally it would be 31st overall that they would be selecting, and that pick would go to the Anaheim Ducks based on the uh, trade that sent David Backus to Anaheim earlier this year. So that's the quick breakdown of the NHL's return-to-play format. We'll get into next what, even more specifically, it means for our Bruins. But first, I want to talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar, like I said off the top, is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, covered in 100% chocolate, uh, soft, easy to chew, and incredibly tasty. comes in eight chocolate nut flavors, eight chocolate uh, nut-free flavors, and they're also very good for you. They have high-protein, high-energy uh, low sugar, uh, high in fiber, and they're really the perfect snack to help you get through the day, especially if you've been working at home, as I have been over the last, well, a couple of years, but um, even during this COVID-19 quarantine where you're not able to get out and pick up some snacks on the regular, you can get Built Bars sent to you right to your home. In fact, if you use Locked On promo code at BuiltBar.com, you'll get $10 off your first box. That's BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first box of Built Bars that will be sent right to your door and uh, it's very much worth it. Trust me, you will not regret ordering a box of Built Bars and enjoying the benefits thereof. So now, what does all of this mean exactly for our Boston Bruins? Well, we know that with the regular season being officially deemed over the Boston Bruins will be president's trophy winners for the 2019 20 season. The Bruins finished with a record of 44, 14 and 12 good for 100 points and a 0.714 point percentage. Uh, They led the league with 38 regulation wins, a goal differential of plus 53 home record of 22, four and nine, uh, they also, of course, failed to win in the shootout, going 0-7. Uh, even if they had won three of those, think of how much better their record would have been. Uh, again, the only team with 100 points, Tampa Bay finished second with 92 points. And then the Capitals and Flyers <laughs> came in third and fourth uh, in the Eastern Conference. Anyways, uh, second overall is the St. Louis Blues at 94 points. So those four teams will now, uh, potentially, if all goes well, uh, play a round robin to determine the top seed in the Eastern Conference. And like I said, off the top, uh, regular season overtime rules will apply, meaning the Bruins uh, may be faced with some shootout decisions to help them clinch that first place seed in the Eastern Conference, which is pretty ridiculous considering they finished eight points ahead of Tampa, 10 points ahead of Washington and 11 points ahead of Philadelphia. 
The only reason they're really doing this is to have some semblance of competitiveness while the lower seeds are playing the play in rounds. And, you know, that's really unfortunate for the Boston Bruins as they did have that sizable lead atop the Eastern Conference and uh, by rights, the top seed should be theirs. Uh, Speaking of which, here comes a mailbag question from Kyle Demetrius, a co-host of the Locked on Sharks podcast, and he asks, why do you think the Bruins voted for a format that hinders them the most of any team? I think the rationale behind that was they just want to play, basically. The Bruins believe that they are uh, the best team in the NHL, and based on regular season standings, they are. They're coming off a Stanley Cup final appearance, and I don't really think it matters that much to them who they play, whether there's reseeding or not, whether they're forced to play uh, the Maple Leafs, who would be the eight seed, uh, while you know uh, the four seed might play Montreal as a twelve seed. Again, I don't really think it matters to them. I think they believe they have a great shot at winning the Stanley Cup, regardless. And uh, I would imagine they. Uh, just want to get back out on the ice. That's not to say they didn't have reservations about the format. I mentioned uh, the other day how uh, Tampa Bay was a team that voted against it, and I'm sure similar uh, rationale was discussed among the Bruins as to the fairness of it, Uh, but ultimately uh, it seemed as though everyone was on board uh, just in order to get back on the ice at some point in 2020 and try to make good on this quest for a Stanley Cup. In terms of individual stats, uh, our boy David Pasternak finishes in a tie for goals this season with Alexander Ovechkin at 48. Now, I should say, uh, according to Pierre Lebrun of The Athletic, TSN, uh, Donald Fear, the NHLPA head, has said that there's some uncertainty about what the stats from the play-in round and the round-robin games, where those will exist. So if, by chance, it is deemed that those games uh, will count towards 2019-20 stats, then it's possible that... Uh, Pasternak could hit 50 or overtake Ovechkin. That has not been decided yet, and those stats aren't set in stone, the individual stats, that is. But at the moment, Pasternak finishes uh, with 48 goals tied with Alex Ovechkin. He also finishes uh, with 95 points, and that's tied with Artemi Panarin of the New York Rangers for third overall uh, with Leon Dreisaitl at 110 points. Connor McDavid at 97 points. Tugarask finishes second in save percentage at 929, just slightly behind Anton Hudobin, who comes in with a 930 save percentage. Uh, Rask and Yaroslav Halak, who had a 919 save percentage, they combined to lead the league uh, and would win the Jennings Trophy if uh, you know those stats are set in stone. 
So all that to say, while the Bruins' regular season roster is set in stone, there's some uh, gray areas in terms of individual stats, and we'll see what the resolution is that way. Another thing to consider is that rosters will be expanded under this return-to-play plan. I believe there'll be up to 30 players allowed to be on the roster and an unlimited amount of goalies considering uh, you know, the David Ayers situation this season. They want to make sure that uh, each team is allowed to have sufficient uh, uh, contingencies in place should their goalies get injured. So what that means is that forwards like Jack Stanika, Trent Frederick uh, will likely be included on that expanded roster, as well as Jacob Zborrell, Yerho Vakaninen. Uh, we could see Zach Sinitian up there as well. Um, so there's certainly uh, some optimism for those Providence Bruins who won't be able to play in the Calder Cup playoffs that they will be added to the uh, NHL roster uh, when play resumes. Uh, you know, that will probably include Steve Kampfer, Carson Kuhlman, um, so some reinforcements will be on the way, and, and it's very possible that uh, a guy like Jack Stanika might see some action here in uh, the playoffs and or the uh, round robin as well. I did receive one other mailbag question from at longlive51, and the question is predictions, cup, unexpected run, MVP. I think it's fair to say that we can expect the unexpected. If we recall, you know, coming out of the season long lockout it was the Oilers and the Hurricanes who advanced to the 2006 Stanley cup final. Now this isn't, you know, a comparable situation per se. Um, we're not losing a whole season. And uh, I think what you will find though, is that there will be a more level playing field than we might have had in a regular playoff. Guys will certainly have had time to, uh, recover from injuries, and like I said, the opportunity to add some players uh, from the farm and have those expanded rosters might allow for some uh, unexpected breakouts from some young players. I see the Maple Leafs are looking to add Nick Robertson, who's a highly touted prospect, so we might see some players just kind of jump to the fore uh, more quickly than expected based on normal circumstances. Um, but I think, yeah, it's fair to say that as much as I hate to say it, the Bruins I think should be the favorites going in based on their uh, track record, based on how they play the season. But it's likely that, um, you know, some team will jump up. If I had to make a dark horse prediction, I I'd say a team like the New York Rangers might uh, surprise. They have, a uh, very talented group of uh, forwards and defensemen. And of course they have three very high level goalies uh, that they can rely on as well. So a team like the Rangers, I think could make some noise. Um, but it's really hard to say at this point, I think we have to wait until maybe uh, phase two and certainly phase three before we can really break down these uh, matchups and, and make any predictions. But if I had, to be put on the spot, I'd pick a team like the Rangers uh, to, to win the cup, as crazy as that might sound. You know what? I think I'm going to end it there for today. Keep it short and sweet. There's actually 
you know, a lot of moving parts still involved in this return to play plan. Like I said, off the top, there is much to be taken into consideration. All that we have right now is a format and a plan to return to play. Nothing is set in stone. A lot obviously depends on, you know, how COVID-19 continues to progress, um, how social distancing helps curb it, uh, the the testing involved, the uh, consideration of players and their families, whether there will be ample um, safeguards put in place to curb any you know, outbreak of COVID-19 among the players or in the hubs. And first, phase two has to kick in, and phase two is players being able to return to practice facilities and skate to prepare for the restart of the season. Uh, there's strict guidelines, no more than six skaters, uh, no physical contact, coaches not allowed on the ice, and testing has to become a regular part of it as well. Um, I know a lot of people were scoffing at NHL or pro athletes being named essential workers. So, you know, allowances could be made for them to return for, uh, you know, 25, 30,000 tests to be used on hockey players when there's a need out in the general public. I think there's still a lot of questions to be asked here, whether it's prudent to be returning to play. I want hockey back as much as anybody, uh, but I also want uh, the health and safety of everyone involved to be paramount. And I think uh, that should ultimately be what drives these decisions, not money, not, um, you know, sponsorships or, um, you know, just a desire to play. But the greater good of everyone involved must be taken into account. There are players with, you know, compromised immune systems, with diabetes, with hockey culture, and, you know, uh, an unwillingness to disclose things. I would hope that players would be open and honest, but, you know, nobody wants to be the guy to shut it all down either. So, still a lot to be put in place. Uh, I'm hopeful that we can get back to normal and that the Stanley Cup can be awarded in 2020, uh, but... I also think that to get from phase one to handing out the cup, there is just so much along that that could go wrong. And that's, you know, likely to put a wrench in this plan. Uh, so I'm not holding my breath uh, at any rate, but uh, the plan is there. There's a format that's been agreed on and, you know, we just got to take it one day at a time and see what comes of it. Uh, I'm excited to talk hockey again. That is for sure, I want to see these Bruins be able to compete for a cup. Um, but again, I want the safety of everyone involved to, to be put uh, at the top of the priority list here. So, yeah, that's where things stand. I hope everyone is doing well. I hope you're all uh, staying safe and abiding by social distancing regulations, um, staying cool uh, amid the heat wave that we're having up here anyways and staying entertained via Netflix and uh, all that kind of good stuff as well, enjoying time with your immediate families, um, taking in the summer sunshine in positive ways. And uh, I do appreciate everyone taking the time to 
listen to this podcast and hopefully we can ramp up the hockey talk in the coming days and weeks. Um, so yeah, that's it for today's episode of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Do go and check out the Locked On NHL podcast and don't forget to visit BuiltBar.com to order your first box using promo code Locked On to get $10 off. That's it, people. Take care and we'll talk to you again in a couple of days. Peace.